Here's where Gippsland gets together. Ladbrokes Moe Cup Day. Always the Latrobe Valley social event of the year. And here's how to be there in style on a Moe Cup Day marquee package. There's one to suit you for every budget and every race goer. The Courtyard Marquee. Perfect for friends. The Turfside Marquee. Including a two-course lunch. Or Ooh La La. The Hillside Pavilion. Cup Day is Friday, October 20. General admission just $20 or $10 concession. So join the Moe Cup Update tradition. Get all the tickets, packages, and info at MoeyRacingClub.com.au. Will he tip the card? I know I've said it before, but given the, the series of events that leads me into your studio today, Michael, I think there is something happening. There's something in the air. We'll tip the card in. I'll tip the card this weekend. Mick Sharkey joins Racing Pulse to preview the big races in Friday Form Focus. Yes, it is that time of the week. Friday Form Focus, a special Caulfield Cup edition of Friday Form Focus ahead of the 147th running of the great race. And we don't want you to tip the card, Sharky. We just want you to tip the first leg of the quaddy. We just want to be alive after the first leg of the quaddy tomorrow and a few winners. Um, Uh Carlton Draft Caulfield Cup, it's one of the um, most even um, deep Caulfield Cups with, I think, a lot of nice horses in the mm. race this year. I think there are a number of chances. The rest of the card's probably a little bit thin, to be honest. Uh, small bit. fields, short-priced favourites. So, overall, is Caulfield Cup Day a punt-friendly day, do you think, tomorrow? Uh, potentially. I think there are a couple of little tricky races, particularly one very short favourite that I think might be a little under the odds. But you know what happens when I say that, don't you? Well, they just bolt him. Well, they usually do. They usually do. But I've got to say, I appreciated your little intro there with the um, the elongated, yes, it was sort of shades of 12th man. <laughs> Big Maxie walking into the kitchen. Yes. Welcome well, back to the kitchen. There has been a lot of correspondence. Do you want me to be the wife? Hi, love. Good morning. <laughs> Throughout the week, Sharky, a lot of the punters were disappointed that you weren't on the verdict this week because oh. they wanted to give you a little bit of... Um, Feedback. Well, we love feedback. So, uh, Michael, can we address the elephant in the room straight up? Shark v. Alligator Blood. Not even in his first four picks. What do you mean? I don't do first fours. Um, I don't do first four picks. But then there's another one here. Sharky, at least you have an opinion. Also, how many horses could get within (laughs) seven lengths of Equinox sitting three deep all the way? Well, this is a good point. With Frosty on board. This is a good point. Audio ready. Oh, oh. Uh, this might be a, just a little reminder of what the shark oh. said last week about alligator. Dear, oh dear. You've missed number one out here. No, no, I didn't. Oh. Are you doing this on purpose? Is so that a rhetorical question? Alligator blood out the first. You are. You're an idiot. No, oh, I am. I'm leaving him out. Two, three, five, six, nine. Well, that, that's simplified my quaddy. Uh, <laughs> alligator blood one I, out. Look, I help people, don't I? Found that's what clear. I'm here for. I'm the shark helpline. And this is how I help. Two, he needs help. That is for sure. Uh, the biggest question tomorrow, <laughs> we'll leave the shark alone. Um, oh. We'll re-engage next week when you pot him in the cox plate, no doubt. Uh, let's get to the track because I think the biggest question is how much water is Tim Bailey going to put yes. on the track tomorrow? Um, now, we get a lot of the conspiracy theorists saying they'll overwater just to make sure gold trip takes his place in the cup tomorrow. But Tim Bailey's the man to answer that. How are you, Tim? I'm well, thanks, Michael. Yourself? Very well indeed. It'll be a glorious uh, morning out at Caulfield, I imagine. It is. It's superb at the moment, yeah, and just watching the 
irrigators run around as we speak. And yeah, I'm not into conspiracy theories, Michael, but I I have received a generic text message going around that a certain person's putting pressure on the club to to put extra water on, and which I I can emphatically deny. And um and actually, and, and on a serious point, I've actually had no contact and no pressure from the club or or anyone to uh, you know haven't had, haven't had the question asked about what we're doing. Basically, I've spoke with Jake Norton yesterday, and and as I reported to him, we'll just aim to have the track. Uh, condition as it was last Saturday and on Wednesday where it did remain a good fall for the day. So that's what we're trying to replicate. Uh, and that's just to be fair to, I think, all, all horses. I think all participants now would prefer a, a good fall rather than affirming, affirming th- uh, you know, a genuine good three. So 29 today. So how much water will you need to put on? Uh, so we put on 10 millimetres yesterday, putting on a further 10 millimetres today. Uh, so, yeah, as, as we speak, that's going on. That'll be finished by 1pm. Uh, we'll walk the track again late this afternoon. Uh, at the moment, the winds are pretty light, but if, if the winds get up, which I think they're, forced, they're uh, forecast to, uh, that track will certainly will we'll dry out. So we'll, we'll have a, a really good walk around, as I said, late this afternoon. And I'm thinking we may have to put a few millimetres on right on dusk tonight uh, mm. just, to, just to really hold it that good four. I, look, we do have the option tomorrow morning to splash a couple of millimetres on, but I don't, I, I'm not planning on doing that. But I suppose if... If the winds were up all night and we got here in the morning and, and thought it would get to a good three really early in the card, we'd, we'd certainly have got that possibility to work a couple of millimetres on as well. So is there any wind predicted tomorrow as well? Yeah, there's a northwesterly up to 35 kilometres. So last week was a westerly, um, and it certainly did impact the, the pattern of the day where, whereby, you know, it was certainly obvious horses coming down the side of the track from the 900 to the 400. You know, certainly the horses that were getting cover off the fence were, seemed to be... Get, you know, getting protection from the wind. So mm. with that northwesterly, it might be a little bit similar to Murray. You might just find that horses horses are getting protection from the wind, maybe sort of in the A ground. Okay, so there could be a west wind blows tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, correct, <laughs> correct. Two on two fronts, Michael. <laughs> uh, so with the rail going back to uh, the three metres, do you think advantageous to be up on speed earlier in the day, or how do you think the the race pattern will be? Oh, I think it's in it's in terrific order, Michael. I can't I can't find any uh, any preferred going. It's really light marking across the track in the front straight. It's basically completely fresh ground to close to the four hundred, and then obviously where they stand in the straight, there's light marking from the four hundred to the winning post, and it's it's very consistent and even marking, even out to where we raced on Wednesday at the twelve metre position. There's um, you know really pulled up exceptionally well. There's only really light marking, and if horses in the bigger fields got fanned out past the middle, it, it certainly wouldn't be a disadvantage. Either. Uh, who wins the cup? Oh, just so, you know, I could give you six horses. Uh, Solcombe's the one I've been with, so I'll stick with Solcombe, but just hoping he doesn't, you know, if he, if he misses that start again, that's a, that's a concern. Yeah, and I think I'd, I'd take uh, uh, even money. He's going to miss the start. He just does. That's just him and his makeup, isn't it? Uh, Tim, uh, Maddie Nevitt will speak to you tomorrow morning, get the updated um, track conditions. And as we heard from Kieran Ma, he said he'll have a member of his team walking the track in the morning uh, to make the final call. But it sounds like I don't think there'll be any issues. Uh, plenty of give. Good four to start the day. And then maybe by the time we get to the cup, could it be in that good three range? Oh, look, it could be. Look, uh, you know, and, you know, that's a, it's also a, um, that's a matter of, you know, the, the jockeys, you know, so we, we get varyings here, you know, like after, after race one, you know, you'll get jockeys say it's a good three and you'll get other jockeys say it's a soft five. And, you know, so I think it's what they report back to the, to the stewards. But certainly the plan is to hold a good four for at least the majority of the day. Um, you know, it's, 
you know, depending. They are saying chance of a mill or two later in the afternoon of rain too. So if that, if that eventuates, we certainly wouldn't get an upgrade. Good on you, Tim. Enjoy Cup Day. Thanks, Michael. Tim Bailey, the track manager there at Caulfield. So uh, for mine, it's becoming less and less an issue with Gold Trip. Listening to that, um, they prepare the track really well each and every meeting at Caulfield. I'd be surprised if it ends up getting to the stage where they need to scratch Gold Trip prior to the Caulfield Cup tomorrow, Sharky. Yeah, look, I, you know what? I, I just have a suspicion that they'll walk the track. It, not that it'll be a good four and it'll be a good four, as, as Tim just said. I just have a feeling that they will look at the race next week and the forecast next week, which looks a little bit more kind, I think, particularly with the valley and the possibility of some showers. You know, we've got seven mil forecast for uh, for Sunday, between two, three and four mil Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Are you risking running on what could be a an improving track, ground that may not suit the horse when he's going so well, when the next week looks right up his alley. The forecast looks far more favourable. I think they'll make a call to scratch the horse. You think they'll scratch? Yeah. Tomorrow at scratching time? I, no, I don't. The I absolutely. Um, I'm not saying I have any inside mail or anything like that. He is going so well, Gold Trip. I think they'll look at that Cox Plate and think, let's just wait a week. That would be a big call. A big call because well, it is a big it, it is a big call wh- when, when you've got a call for the cup runner. To, well, they they will need to scratch tomorrow, prior to race start time. Otherwise, they're then going to be reliant on a track downgrade if they wish to scratch. Now, yeah. if the track, which I imagine in the morning will have plenty of juice in it, plenty of juice and is a good fall. I mean, we spoke to Kieran May. You've got to take Kieran at his word. He said if the track is as it was last week when it raced really well and, more importantly, as it was on Wednesday when it was a good for the entire meeting, he said, we'll be happy to run. And then they're happy to run in a Cox Plate and a Melbourne Cup. Yep. All right. I understand that. Sharky's first big call, gold trip, That's just will my, be scratched. just my gut feeling. Okay. Just my gut feeling. The other big issue in the um, the drama surrounding the cup is the revetting, which is required for without a fight and also non-conformist. It's not ideal. How much of a concern is this, Sharky? It's a massive concern if you're an owner of either of those horses, because at this point, the Racing Victoria vets aren't happy with them, and there there is no arguing. Their word is final on whether they think a horse is fit and and ready to run the race. So, yeah, I'd, if I owned either one of them, I'd be very concerned. From a punning point of view, well, well, there's no real concern unless you're on them at futures markets. It's it's what it is. It's This is the risk with long-range betting that the horse may not get there. And so, we've got all the internationals being looked at today. Yes. So we, we don't just, know what's going on with them yet. We assume that they're right. We hope that they're right. But we'll have to wait and see. We'll continue to chase that up throughout the program. Obviously, we just spoke to Ed. He said um, they were about to be looked at now with West Wind Blows and Akita Sushi Breakup Valiant King also to be inspected today. Interesting SMS said, um, why are the internationals being vetted today when a nonconformist and also um, without a fight were vetted yesterday and they get another chance to be re-vetted today? If there's an issue with the internationals today, do they get the re-vetting opportunity first thing tomorrow morning before official scratching time? Well, I don't know, but it, it, does it... 
you're getting better tomorrow and you've got another you've got a clear day how much improvement is there going to be i don't know do they look at them in the morning that's again it's not anything we can do anything about if the horse is if a horse is lame or unsound deemed to be unsound whether it's yesterday today next week whatever that, that's the end of it they get another chance well can they improve maybe that's it's not really a not really an issue I'd, I'd rather try and find a winner than worry about the machinations of, of the vet inspections. Sharky, can you leave West Wind Blows out of your quaddy? I'm on it. And if you leave it out, I'll put more on it. Sorry. Um, won't be doing that. Uh, there's a few other SMSs here, which I'll get to you as we go through the Caulfield Cup. And that's where we're going to kick it off because we're going to go through runner by runner in the feature race, which is race number nine, due to jump at quarter past five tomorrow. Uh, gee, the market's been twisting and turning all week with will he run, won't he run. He's currently the $6 favourite, which just shows you how open it is. Gold trip last year's Caulfield Cup runner-up, last year's Melbourne Cup winner. Ben Mellum gets the ride. Barrier 11, ironically, Barrier 11 is the barrier he jumped from in the Caulfield Cup last year as well. His win was devastating in the Turnbull. If he does run, Sharky... Is he the horse to beat? Uh, he's one of many. Definitely one of many. We know top weights have a really good winning strike rate in this race, don't we? So, but Gold no Trip, horse has carried 58 and a half. Uh, I don't know how many top weights have run fourth in an arc. And he, he's a pretty good horse. Like what's what's the biggest top weight? 58? We're only talking another half kilo, aren't we? 58. Dunedin would have carried 58. Northerly carried 58 when he won. So we, we're talking half a kilo. Uh, 58 it's, was carried by Dunedin. It's not a massive... And Admire Racti. Not a massive stretch, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, he can win the race, definitely, if the ground suits him. Which is, if he runs, you're happy to say the ground Well, he's got to go in the quaddy. If he's running, if they're happy to run in and they think the ground suits, then he's got to go in your quaddy. So the one reason you wouldn't put him on top is the query on the ground? Uh, yeah. And... Look, he's also going to give weight away to some pretty good horses, which we'll get to later. Number two is without a fight, $8. Uh, he was a lot shorter in the market. He's drifted since the announcement that he needs to be re-vetted. It's been a, as we spoke to Sam Friedman earlier in the week, it's been a dedicated um, Caulfield Cup campaign, just the one start. Uh, we had a chat to Sam Friedman yesterday. Obviously, this was before the news came through that uh, the vets have a slight issue with him and he is being re-vetted at some stage today. But this is what Sam had to say about without a fight. Look, his form overseas, um, he settled very close to the speed and even in the Melbourne Cup last year, he was near the pace. Um, so he's well capable of showing speed. Um, I think you know, he's probably shown a very good turn of foot ridden the way we have been riding him but um you know not to say we'll be up near the lead but we'll definitely be closer and um he's very good out of the gates i mean he's you know even mark said in each each run he's he's good out of the gates you'd be able to put him in a spot if you want to we just haven't um haven't done it yet so i'd say, I'd say saturday would be yeah that's when we'll see it well he's drawn seven so he gets every opportunity to sit in the first half of the field where he hasn't done that previously. I love the way he hit the line first up. Um, second up, 2,400 metres at Caulfield. Where's without a fight in your ratings? Well, they're trying to replicate somewhat that winter preparation in Queensland, aren't they? 1,800 metres first up, out to 2,200 metres, and won both races. Tougher 
assignment against better horses this time around. The Underwood run was good, 1,800 metres. Four weeks between runs effectively into a Caulfield Cup, a very strong one. It's a massive ask. Massive ask. The lameness issue is playing on my mind a little bit. I really like the horse. I think he's ideal for 2,400 metres at Caulfield. There is a a lot. There is a huge amount of faith in the stable here if you are plumping for without a fight. It's an unorthodox Caulfield Cup campaign. He would be the one of the leading chances that I'd be inclined to leave out of the quaddy. Because he's only had one start this time. Well, there's the lameness thing. Look, the the 1800-2200 worked in Queensland in the winter, but it wasn't against this quality of opposition. Now, he came back in the Underwood and ran a great race, but he wasn't good enough to win that. He's going to have to improve and improve on what he did second up last time. He's going to have to be better than that win in Queensland to win this race, my, my belief. Okay, so you're leaving him out. Radio. Well, you've got to leave something out. I know you do. Otherwise, but you could have no. you get seven or eight chances in this race. To be honest, this revetting is playing on my mind without It has a to, doesn't I, it? I, I, it's I not just him, me, right? As a top three contender, but you do – it's human nature to now go, well, hang it's on. Hu- it's human nature, Michael. You've hit it on the head. Even if the stables say there is – they see nothing wrong with him, um, it does weigh on your mind. So without a fight, uh, $8 – Sharky says... I'm just leaving him out. I'm taking a risk. So when you say leave him out, you're going to leave him out of your quaddy I'm leaving him out of the quaddy. Oh, well, there we go. Um, SMS here. Sharky, can you tell me... Cue the text messages. Can you tell me what the speed looks like in the Caulfield Cup? The speed will be be, genuine. Will it be a genuinely run Caulfield Cup? Yeah, of course it will. It'll be genuine. Tempo, Spirit Ridge, uh, Goldman, right you are. You've got horses there. West Wind blows. You know, they they like to go along and bowl along. It's It's not going to be a slow run race. It won't be, like, mega quick. They're not going to break land speed records, but they're not going to lope along and, and take it easy either, I wouldn't have thought. Number three is break up. Now, this is one of the uh, intriguing runners because he's the Japanese, and he's got well, good... haven't they been financial? Well, he's got very good Japanese form as well. So Damien Lane rides, and listening to Damien Lane and a few of the... Um, analysts who are familiar with Japanese form, I'll get mm. your opinion. They say that this horse is probably better performed than Murder Glass and maybe similar to an Admire Rakti, of course, both of them Caulfield Cup winners. Um, he's drawn Barrier 5, which looks on paper to be a good gate. Tell us about Breakup. Is he as good as those former Japanese horses we've seen come out and win a Caulfield Cup? So Admire Rakti is the, is the best comparison point for this horse he has been racing and it's really good company like group one horses but he hasn't been up to that he's not he's not been at that standard bring him back a shade to group two and group three races and he's really effective so he is very comparable to admire Racky. murder glass was a completely different animal he was very lightly raced he was putting up uh really good turn of foot sectionals and he looked he was going to 2400 meters off the top of my head for the first time but he was a much sharper horse this is a stronger more relentless stayer i saw a bit of his work at caulfield on uh, was it tuesday or wednesday morning he went out wednesday and he looked big and strong healthy he hasn't been afforded the same luxury as previous japanese tourists i will say that 
when they've had the benefit of being able to train at Northern Fire. He hasn't had that. He hasn't arrived at Werribee rock hard fit ticking along from that point, right? This is a different quarantine scenario. And you need to think about that heading into this race. He won't he won't be ready to just come off the thing, walk out there and look like he's rock hard race fit. He's going to look good in the yard. I want to see if he looks a little bit big. I'm interested in hearing what Marie McEwen has to say about this horse. What's his style of racing? We know that Japanese horses traditionally, they love a fast pace and they are uh, a good going horses. What about break up from, uh, from gate five? Will he be up on the speed? So what he likes to do this horse is be in the first half of the field, but he just comes with a strong, sustained run. There's no wicked turn of foot. There's no huge acceleration. He is a surge sort of horse. He'll start moving into the race and he'll just keep getting stronger. Okay, so that's where, that's break up strength, I guess, is his strength. 3,000 metre form in Japan is really good. I think touch, maybe a touch suspect the back end of, of 3,200, but that's against the top shelf. Uh, he He's a must for your quaddy, purely on the strength of his Japanese form. I am just, in my mind, interested in how fit this fellow presents tomorrow, given the different campaign to previous Japanese horses. So he's a quaddy horse, but he's not in your top three? Yeah, he's he's looming, lingering around that on a, on the fact of that Japanese form because you know what? It's been so good to me in the past. You know, the third and fourth story of Shark Towers are, are owed to Japanese Group One winners in Australia. Number four is Montefilia. Fact, I know. Number four is Montefilia. That's why you're wearing a kimono right now. That's right, Kanichiwa. Uh Blake Shin rides for Chris Waller. Big. Big win in the Hill Stakes. I love the way she closed out. Um, she's a $13 chance in the market. She was the unlucky runner in last year's Caulfield Cup. I had a look at the replay Was she, though? Morning. Was she well, going to win? Was she going to win? Or was she going to run a place? She would have gone a hell of a lot oh. closer. A hell of a lot closer. It last was, year. Yeah, they missed a boat on Montefilia. Don't worry about that. I wonder whether she's good enough to win a Caulfield Cup, but the way she hit the line last start was very, very impressive. Where have you got her in this year's Caulfield I'm against Cup? her. I'm against her. Really good win last time. Great. Strong through line. I think the horse that ran second to her last time can turn the tables on her in this race. Who are you, Mal? Yep. Okay. We'll get to Best him a little Ruffy later. in the race. Number five is Francesco Guardi. Uh, he's drawn gate 15. J-Mac on board. He's He's been fair in his runs back this time in, but... Take note, uh, listening to Chris Waller earlier in the week, he thinks a big improvement will come at the 2,400 metres. Here's what he had to say. I think second up over the mile behind uh, Mr Brightside and Princess Grace, it was just a soft run. And I think he went into the Turnbull a little bit underdone. And the way the race was run, it was a sprint home. Yeah, and he had a good blow indicating his fitness levels were still improving. So that that's brought him on nicely. And... Um, his work since has been good. So, yeah, I do expect him to step up. Where have you got Francesco on the call? Needs to step up. Needs to step up. He looks like a two-miler to me. Uh, Turnbull run, solid. Maccabi run, solid. Weak stakes run, solid. He hasn't... He's been finding the line, but I want to see him do it with more purpose. Wouldn't shock me if he, he was one of those horses who we watched the Caulfield Cup on replay... Saturday night, you think, wow, look at Francesco Gardi hitting the line. Wow, he's on track. 
I don't know if he's winning this. Number six, West Wind Blows. This is uh, another of the favoured runners. He could well start favoured in the race. He's a $6.50 chance. He's drawn barrier two. Jamie Spencer on board. He was a cracking run in the Turnbull. He's got the solid European form. He's a horse that can race up on speed. Jamie Spencer rides. He hasn't been the punter's pal. We've got to be honest, Jamie Spencer, since he's been in Australia. He's had 28 Aussie rides for just two wins and four placings. And uh, we know there's been a few hard luck tales as well. Gate two does worry me. Where is he going to be in the run? On speed. He'll be in the first four or five. Don't worry about that. So has he got enough speed yeah, yeah. out of the gates to He'll be kick fine. up and take a position? He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's not going to get shuffled back? Well, who's doing the shuffling? You know, Goldman. Well, the horse in, is coming across from the outside. Goldman's coming across from, from 18. If you look at those drawn wide, Francesco Gaudi will go back. Gold Trip will go back. Nonconformist, we don't know if he's in the race yet, but he'll he'll probably have to go forward. Duke de Cesar will be worse in midfield. Right you are will go forward. Goldman will go forward. Kita Sushi, who knows? Fame back. Like, I don't think there's a charge from outside. I really don't. Really don't. I think West Wind Blows will be able to hold a spot in the first five or six. That should be enough for him to be right in the finish. We all saw the Turnbull run. He was uh, he was set a task. The horse was up to the task. He fought on like a lion. He could have been gone 25 times in the last 300 metres, but he wasn't. He kept sticking, kept fighting. That's, again, a bit like uh, uh, previously mentioned uh, tough horse. He is super tough, super, super, super tough, West Wind Blows. He's a great chance with a good handicap and international group one form. Must for yep. the quaddy. Can win. He's top three for sure, yep. West Wind Blows. Has to be. Uh, uh, non-conformist, then we'll take a break. He's drawn a wide gate. He was unlucky in last year's Caulfield Cup drawing a wide gate. And now he's got the drama of having to pass a vet test again. Any chance non-conformist, a 50-to-1 trot? Not sure if he's going as well as he was going into that Queensland prep. I think that, that level's probably his level these days. All right, that's almost the first half of the field done. I know the SMSs are flying in. I'll get to a few of those after the break. Next up, number eight, Sulcombe. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Pulse and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus with the Shark. A couple of SMSs before we get to the next runner, Sulcombe in the Caulfield Cup. Question without notice, if you're on Gold Trip in an all-in market and it's scratched in the morning, do you get your loot or a refund? No, no it's you've all done, in. done your dosh. All-in means uh, if you don't get to the line, you're gone. Gone! Um, Agree with Sharky. Gold trip will be scratched. Owners don't want to run and will save him for the Cox Plate. And Bowman wasn't booked earlier in the week. Now Melamon. Well, he's Who's that from? As, anonymous. Yeah, I was going to say, if it was like, you know, bingo from Ballarat, I'm worried. But if it was anonymous, that suggests there's a bit of deep throat sort of information. Here's a serious one. Hey, guys, I'm wondering if you can put out an urgent call re-needing a foster mare. Oh. Uh, for a foal born last night, please. The address is Freshwater Creek, just out of Geelong. Call Murray on 0419 386 829. So 0419 836. Sorry. 0419 386 829. So we need a foster mare for a foal will, born last night in Freshwater Creek. I will text Ryan McAvoy at at Rosemont right now, just 
to see if they have anything available because obviously they are probably the closest major stud. Uh, mate, Leroy from Perth has got two uh, outside of Caulfield. Write these down if you want to have a bet in Perth punters. Race two, number two, got us a giving first up. We'll get back and a hot pace. We'll run over the top. And race eight, number 13, Carl's Karma. Pikey to ride 53 kilos. Uh, and there's a couple more SMSs on Caulfield Cup horses. Sharky, I've got 50 bucks to spend on a Caulfield Cup. Give me a strategy, please. We'll do that. That's from the Prez at the end. The Prez. Um Sharky, I think uh, the roughie in the race in the Caulfield Cup is Spirit Ridge. Do you give it any hope? Uh, not for me. Okay. Let's get on to number uh, Sometimes you've got to be blunt. Number eight, Michael. Sulcum. I like this because uh, we certainly need to speed up. Well, I, get, <laughs> I get blunt feedback race for sure. Race eight. Uh, sorry. Yes. Race nine, number race nine. eight, Come on, Sulcum. focus. Stay in the game. I think Sulcum, there's a chance, could start favourite. It's a $6.50 chance. It's always been in the market. Craig Williams and Chris Waller. Um, I'm going to ask Steve Arnold to describe how he felt when he rode him at track work on Cor- on Tuesday at Caulfield because he was glowing. And this is what Chris Waller had to say on Tuesday as well. Stephen Arnold was aboard uh, Sulcum and uh, he said he just couldn't fault the, the horse at all. And it was... It was as good as work as you need to be able to be fighting out the finish in a Caulfield Cup. He's got the form on the board. He's got the right campaign. He's been building beautifully. Craig Williams, he's got a nice gait. The only little thing in the back of your mind is that you know he's going to flop out of the barriers and he's probably going to be in a bit of an awkward position. What's your thoughts on Sulcombe? Super chance in the race. I I think he's a better Flemington horse myself particularly with his barrier manners. I think Flemington's probably more forgiving for a horse like that over a staying trip, whereas Caulfield, you can get shuffled right back. He's drawn well. Does he just have backside city in front of him, you know, from the 600 and and needs to be ridden for luck? We have seen him do that, this preparation, heavily, you know, pick his way through the traffic and, and dart through. And the Underwood run, arguably, was something similar to that as well. So I think he'll find the line really strongly. I... Am really confident about him in a Melbourne Cup. I think he'll run well here and we'll all be rubbing our hands together moving towards Flemington. Can win, though. I oh, can win. He absolutely can win. Yeah, no doubt about that. Would not be shocked. Number nine, Duke de Sessa, $31 chance, drawn 14. Kiramar has got a lot of time for this horse. Oh, he so probably wants a little bit of sting uh, out of the ground. I hope next week's, I was hoping for next week's weather forecast to be this week. I've got this horse running. Uh, as the second leg of a tropical squall flight stakes double for a significant amount of money, Michael, uh, which usually means they don't win. So on that basis, <laughs> apologies to Connections, but yeah, I do really like the horse and he's got a good win in Australia in him. It's probably just a matter of him getting his ground. Number 10, Huyamal, you declared was the... Mm, I think he's a good roughie. ...the value mm, runner of the race. $15. Um, he's been very good this time in. This is what Adrian Bott had to say about Huyamal. I think it's the perfect draw for him in, in that race. Um, yeah, race with a good bit of pressure there. I think he'll in, in, enjoy. Um, you know, from there, he should be able to sort of get the right run. Um, you know, hopefully get a bit of... Get a bit of bit of cover there, just sort of help him switch off. We're, we're seeing um, sort of how effective he can can be. He's got a, a, a great turn of foot, and um, I think he should really appreciate getting out to this trip. And importantly, sort of getting back to um, handicap conditions, mm. um, he, he should be well placed. You now, a horse like Montefilia there, he gets a good gets a good turn in the weights. 
So drawn barrier eight, if you like Montefiore, you've got to like who you're male. Why do you like him? Uh, look, it's easy to forget about how good some of these European stayers are after they've had a prep in Australia. You know, if they haven't won straight away, if they haven't jumped off the off the plane and gone wackety whack, we sort of they blend away with the next shipment and the next lot of excitement that comes with these horses. But here's a horse who is an Epsom Derby runner-up. He's got Group One form all around his runs in Europe. He's a big, strong, on-pace stayer. His Melbourne Cup run last year, he just had no luck and wasn't horrible for a young horse. He's had a good, long, purposeful preparation into this race. All three runs have been good. He's been getting better each time. I like that Hill Stakes run at 1,900 metres because he kicked to the front, looked like he was going to win. He stayed on at the same pace, right, through the line. Montefilia just had a sharper turn of foot at 1,900 metres, which you would expect. This is a 2,400-metre-plus horse. You would expect him to be out sprinted over 1,900. I can see this horse being in the leading sort of division. Tim Clark lights him up off the corner. He swings around Caulfield and maybe he's sort of a length, a length and a half somewhere there to be run down. I think he's a really live chance at odds. So why are you potting Montefiore yet you're keen on who you I think he is a better stayer. Okay. I don't love Montefiore at 2,400 metres. So definite winning chance who you male? I think so. I think if there's a blowout, I think who you male will cause it. $15. And people will say... Who the hell? Uh, I wonder if they'll say, right, you are. And I'll give a little fist pump and say, I told you. Number 11, right, you are. Listen. I can't have him. $41. Uh, He's going really well, this horse. But this is a strong Caulfield Cup. Come back a peg and, and he'll win a race, right, you are. Don't forget about him in those second and third tier events. Number 12 is Emissary, last year's Melbourne Cup runner up. Uh, he hasn't really hit the board this time in. He's $81. Drawn a good gate, though. Uh, do we? Could he run top four for those who like to go wider in their exotics? Uh, naturalism run was good. Don't know Don't know where this horse is at this time around. I, th- I thought that Turnbull run was just. It's hard to... Just. Number 18 is Goldman, who's... Uh, number 13 is Goldman, who's drawn 18. It's hard to believe... He spanked Sulkham by a couple of lengths and ran past him like he was nailed to the fence uh, just a few months ago. This time in, he's shown nothing. He's 70 to 1. He had a preparation where he went through the grades quickly last time around. I wonder if that, that's his level, whether he's just operating a little bit beyond his ability at the moment. Gay said it herself, not going as well as he was last time. If he's not going as well last time, when he needed to improve to match these horses, he can't win this run. Mm. Uh, number 14. This is one of these interesting Japanese-sounding uh, runners, but he's from <laughs> Europe. <laughs> ah, nice. Uh, Okita like Sushi. How's that for a say? Uh, Joseph O'Brien. We had a chat uh, or hosted with Joseph O'Brien earlier this morning. This horse, a lot of people think, could be better suited in a Melbourne Cup. I'm keen to get your thoughts. But he's the horse that... Joseph O'Brien said would be better suited on firmish ground. He's a $19 chance. Let's have a listen to what Joseph O'Brien had to say about Akita Sushi and also the stable mate, Valiant King. Um, well, I think Akita Sushi is particularly suited to a firm track, um, Andrew. 
Um, his best form is, is all on, on firm ground at 12 furlongs. Valiant King is probably a bit more versatile. He handles a bit of juice, but also has gone well on, on a firm track, obviously, in, in Ascot as well. So so I think both of them both of them should be fine on the ground. K-Mac rides Akita Sushi. He's drawn 12. Is he sharp enough to win a Caulfield Cup? That's my query. And my other query would be if he's good enough. I don't know if this horse... It's either a a really clever handicap play here from the stable or he'll just fall a touch short on talent. I think this is a, you know, last year's Caulfield Cup, maybe. This year's, oof. Mm. He's got some. Uh, he's got some big dogs to roll over. This would be some training performance from Peter Moody, Catherine Coleman, if they could get fame to win. He's one hundred and fifty to hey. one pop. He's drawn sixteen. The sauce is going well. He's third, going, he's third going up well. Into the Caulfield Cup. He is going well. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing him potentially in a Geelong Cup, where I would have been happy to have something on him, or a Moody Valley Cup. Uh, this maybe not, but this horse is going well. Fame is going well. Just bide your time with fame, punters. Bide your time. So. When you say he's going well, good enough for a lesser class race. Yeah, but he's not he's ready be, to win. He's something. not running a place. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Bois de Jean, number sixteen, a hundred and one chance. What, what are we doing? Spirit Ridge, number seventeen, thirty-four dollars. Um, was a good run. For Listen, the last start. It's been consistent. Wyong Cup placing, Newcastle Cup placing, uh, Metrop. Tough as nails. The form's working out out of those races. Military Mission, who beat the horse at Newcastle, ran fourth in the Metrop, then wins the Herbert Power. Again, going well, that next tier below this, perhaps. And number 18, Valiant King draws gate one. I don't think there's been a cup winner win from gate one since 1942. J-Car on board. 50 kilos for Joseph O'Brien. It's been, in the past three or four days, $21 into $11. Well, the only reason he was $21 is because people thought he wouldn't get a run. So those that wanted to take the chance and shop prior got, you know, double price as to, to what they're getting now, effectively. So this is a really, really talented horse. Don't worry about the ground. Don't worry about the ground. The day he ran at Ascot, he arguably should have beaten Desert Hero. And that was, that was firm ground. That was quick ground at Ascot. So he will handle it. I'd be surprised if he didn't. Barrier one gives Jamie the car, Jamie the car, Jamie the car, Jamie Carr the opportunity just to come out, to cruise around with cover from the wind. They'll all come around the corner and be looking to make their runs. She'll get a run through. If the horse is good enough, I think he'll win, and I think he is good enough. Take that last run out what when he was, was a bit excuse? phlegmy. What was the excuse? Bit, well, there was. There was an obvious excuse. Um, Aussie Care, I heard with yeah, you he came yesterday. On, came on yesterday. Said full had of a, mucus. Had a bit of... Full of it. Mucus. Well, hang on. He had a, Full of mucus. Now, are you flowering that up now? Yeah, I am a bit. But <laughs> look, he, was, he, he wasn't well. He was a bit off. If he wins the Caulfield Cup, what price is Vauban going to be in the Melbourne Cup? This is the question we should be asking ourselves. You know, Vauban towed him up two starts ago. He didn't tell him. This horse was taking ground off Vauban. <laughs> he was taking ground off him, Michael. I, I think this horse is the winner of the Caulfield Cup. Wow. 50 kilos on his back. Jamie Carr's been waiting for an op- opportunity on one of these horses this spring, and everyone's been saying, oh, is she going well? Is she not? You know what? She'll be going well. She'll be holding that stonking great gold cup up tomorrow, and we she'll be a, saying, cop that, had a good doubters. Ch- good chat to Aussie Care yesterday, who did tell us about a little bit of um, mucus uh, uh, in his throat. 
But he also said that Sulcum, he's almost been as confident with Sulcum winning the Cup tomorrow as he was with incentivised two starts ago. Not Valiant King. I think you're flaring that up. I heard the interview. I think you're you're putting a little bit of mayonnaise, a little bit of cupie going <laughs> very on there confident. from you. All right, so Valiant King on top for yes, you. Yes, um, bet. First emergency if he gets a Must run, bet. United Nations. He's just filling numbers? Uh, yeah, just filling numbers. All right. Going give, well for something else. Give me your top four in the Caulfield Cup. Yeesh. Okay. Uh... Top four, number 18, Valiant King on top. I think it's a great chance. Sulcum number eight, six, West Wind Blows. Do I go break up or do I go the value, Michael? Do you know what? Let's go the value. Number 10, Huyamal for value. All right. Um, now, for those who want to play the quaddie, it's the third league of the quaddie. What are your quaddie numbers in the cup? I don't think anybody takes my quaddie seriously. Uh, one, three, six, eight, ten, eighteen. One, three, six, eight, ten, eighteen. Yes. One, three, six, eight, ten, eighteen. So gold trip break up. Uh the six, which is West Wind Blows, mm. eight, Sulcum, ten, Huyamal, eighteen. Huyamal. Valiant King. What does Huyamal mean? What language know. is that? I think it's we're running late. Uh so oh. we need to take a break. We'll come back after this. We'll start on the rest of the card. We'll shoot through the Caulfield Cup card. We'll get some SMSs read out. We'll have a look out wide. Moe Cup Day today, plus some good races in Sydney. You're listening to this special Caulfield Cup edition of Friday Form Focus. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Polls and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus with the Shark. I'll get through a few of these SMSs. We love the involvement of all our listeners. It's been a bit light on this morning. Uh, well, no, they're coming through. I just haven't been asking them, uh, reading them out because we've been a little for. bit uh, short on time. Valiant King, best form on soft ground, Sharky? It's Hang on. It's had five starts. Just relax, punters. Love relax. to see Spirit Ridge Seven win stars. because I'd like to see Dean Yendall's post-race interview. Uh, that's probably, God knows what would happen there. Um, I'm yeah, leaving, that was a bit sort of... Mm, I'm leaving Valley King going. out of the quaddy because Jamie Carr's riding it. Well, Jamie's not been hitting the board as often as we would have thought, but it would be some way to come back if you could win a Caulfield Cup. Um, Montefilia ran a blinder in last year's Cup. She runs 2,400 very well, but she's been inconsistent. That may have changed with the change in stables, though. Um, yeah, I don't know if I want to be playing ifs. Like Shark that. and Blue Eyes, forget about the Caulfield Cup. Murray race six today, number yes. seven, Rhinoceros. Rhinoceros, Best the schnoz. Bet of the weekend, that's from the King Schnoz-oceros. of Spring. Uh, the market says Gold Trip will not run. Emergency gets a start. United Nations from the same stable with significant market support. They're Ooh. one of our conspiracy, conspiracy theorists. Conspiracy theorists. I love a good conspiracy. Emissaries 2. The pyramids four. were built by aliens, Michael. Did you know that? Emissaries 2. Well, how did they carry all the stone? It had to be aliens. Have Emissaries 2. The four. hieroglyphics and the guns <laughs> on some of those Egyptian lads? They were huge. <laughs> Emissaries 2. Like fourth up runs. One. Rating 100 at Yarmouth, 2,300. One Group 3 Geelong Cup, 2,400. Both off average third-up runs. Any chance? That's from Shooter. Shooter, uh, good luck. I'll be against it. But if it wins, I'll be looking for you for a drink, Shooter. Number eight, Sulcombe owned. Shooting owned by course. Jack Revolt. Where's number eight? That's from Roscoe. There's the oh. answer for you. 
Another conspiracy. Vivienne's the best back, uh, best back runner this week. Um, it's the one that we want to be oh, on. Um, there's a few others which I'll get to a little later. Hey, let's get the first race out of the way before we take the ten o'clock news. We'll come okay. back and are we at ten o'clock already? The entire car. God, this has gone quick. It does, doesn't it? And, and you say it drags when I'm on here. Well, <laughs> well that's, that's, that's your just opinion. what the listeners say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> race number one. Now, could this be the bank builder to start the day that well. the punters want? Uh, Kiramar, very confident about Brave Meat earlier this morning. Um, oh, gee, the price has gone. Uh, he was two sixty yesterday. He's now into $2.30. Um, $4.40. Uh, KZAD, who was impressive in Sydney last start, four twenty. The instructor, Brave Meat Barrier 1. Does he win the first? Now, listen, Michael, he needs to win this race. And I'll tell you why. He's got the best form. He's been chasing well enough through the line. He's had to come around the valley and he's been pushed off the track on a couple of occasions to get into the race. I don't think he'll have those issues tomorrow. You've got good speed here with uh, Gay and Adrian times two with the instructor and Kaizad. Magic Mogul wants to be handy as well. I'd like to think Brave Mead could be a little bit closer from one. They may be just sitting in that box seat. If that's where this horse lands, boy, he needs to uh, needs to be winning the race, I would have thought. I will be having a small saving bet on reprisal. I think this horse will really improve second up. I thought the Mooney Valley win was great. Just pushed through. Should have won by more, but didn't because of the traffic. So it's a it's a decent bet, Brave Mead, in the first. Well, the we don't want to go shooting all our bullets too early, do we? I think we've all fallen afoul of that strategy from time to time. It does look uh, his race, though. 1,400 metres, gets a good gun run if he gets out. Um, you've fallen out of love with Kandinsky Abstract? Hmm... Might need to see Dr. Snip. Oh, three million bucks. Well, it's nice having a uh, $3 million stallion that nobody wants to breed to. You might as well have a good racehorse as a gelding. All right. Uh, that's the first done. It fixed me up. Dr. Snip fixed me. <laughs> I'll tell you that story one day. Gee, it was traumatic. Fair, Probably not for air, though. Fair bit of difference in the price tag. Sportsman's uh, night, maybe. We'll take a break for the 10 o'clock news. When we come back, we will... Uh, go through the remainder of the Caulfield Cup card. We'll also find you some winners out wide. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Polls and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus with the Shark. We've spent the first hour dissecting the Caulfield Cup every which way and Mick Sharkey is with Valiant King to give Jamie Carr her first win in a Caulfield Cup and also Joseph O'Brien to add to two Melbourne Cups and a Cox Plate. I'll give you his quaddie numbers when we get through uh, the card at the Caulfield Cup race number nine. But what we're up to now is race number two. And this is the shortest priced favourite of the meeting. Riff Rocket, who was breathtaking, uh, winning at Flemington last start. He steps up to 2,000 metres in the Neds Classic. A dollar forty-five though, Sharky. Gee whiz, five fifty gold bullion, and all others are ten dollars plus. Riff Rocket, J Mac, Chris Waller. He's already a firm favourite in the Derby. Is this just a walk, trot, and canter? He turns up and gets the job done. He's a dollar forty-five off one run, one, one run, and he was easy in the market. I don't know if I want to charge into this thing at $1.45, and I think the Derby is still an open race. I need to see this horse go and do it again. 
I need to be convinced that that was more than a one-off brilliant performance. Look, he's won by five and a half. He's caned them, right? Mm. But Apulia was a month between runs and looked it. He'll come out of that run and improve. Gold Bullion has looked a very useful stayer going through his classes. He's fresh into this race. He might be the one that just needs that little tune-up run before a derby. Gates has got some ability. To be frank, at 20-odd dollars, we'll run a big race with the blinkers on first time. Kieran said he likes this horse. I like this horse too. I like this horse a lot. Is it going to be a pretty sedate speed? Well, this is what I'm thinking. To be frank with the blinkers on, he has got a little bit of pace. I reckon Mark Zara takes him forward. I reckon they roll up. Sunsets is probably the other one that, that can be handy. Gold Bullion will just be off them. Uh, and Riff Rocket from one might end up sort of fourth the fence, fourth, fifth the fence. If this becomes a sprint for home, don't worry. To be frank, has a turn of foot, and he showed it last time winning his maiden. He's not a big, grinding sort of stayer. I reckon there's a bit of sharpness about this So horse. are you backing To Be Frank to beat Riff Rocket? Well, there are eight horses in the race. So I'm going to have play the place. I'm going to have a one-win, three-place bet on To Be Frank. $3.70. Riff Rocket. Price. I get it. Five and a half lengths. Look great. Everyone's raving. Favourite for everything. Let's just see him do it again. Let's see him do it again. If, if you're going to take the short, surely I've had I've backed better dollar forty five well, shots get out than further. Riff Rocket. He's going to get out further than a dollar forty five. Wow, will he? This is the thing. What about the provincials last week? Bella Wallach was a dollar sixty, dollar sixty five, and it was a stone Ab- cold. It was moral. an absolute stone bonking moral. Uh, this horse here, Riff Rocket. N- People in these middle distance races, particularly three year olds, I find that the market just goes with the obvious. That there's not a lot of thought goes into oh, this horse can stay. Oh, this horse got the blinkers on. Look who's training this. Blah, 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 blah. Which is exactly why To Be Frank is twenty one dollars. Yeah, he won a four horse maiden last time. But look about look at the way he did it. Look at his pedigree. Look who trains the horse. Look at where he's going next. It tells you a lot about him. Right. What so, the stable think of him? Riff Rocket uh, unders. To be frank, value. Yeah. SMS, oh, this sounds like alligator again. Uh, the track was soft, but he ran one second slower than Gold Bullion's win. Um, Gold Bullion looks the real deal, so there's a little bit of... Um, you, you can't compare there. times on different, on days. different I'm days. I'm sorry, you just... That's like, yeah, no, we, you we, can't do that. We've got another odds on in the next race. This is the Ethereal Tropical Squall, $1.95. She's the Group 1 winner of the flight stakes. God bless her. racing very well. What a filly. Autumn Angel, $4.80. It was a good run behind the subsequent Guineas winner last start. It's in the market. Uh, but if you were listening to Gay Waterhouse earlier this morning, there's no other opposition. Have a listen to this. you bolted. Simple as, simple as that. Oh, cool. Jeez, I'm already... I'm going for the tab app as I talk to you, Gay. That's race three, <laughs> race three number one. Now, it's unusual for Gay to be that confident. Uh, tropical squall... The form is there to see. It's the best um, performed horse in the race. Barrier 12, 2000, just come across easy. They'll go straight there and they'll try and control the race very shortly after getting there. And I think they will. Well, have a look at it. She's a group, last start group one winner. She's running against benchmark 70 and 64 horses. That's what they are. Look at their handicap ratings. That is where they've been assessed by the handicapper. That's not me degrading any horses, this is a fact. 
Racing Australia is there to be viewed. The ratings, there is a huge gulf between what Tropical Squall has done and what the rest of these have done. It's an absolute fact. I think as long as she finds the front cleanly enough in that first 250 metres, I think Adam Hieronymus, who loves the filly, will just rate her along nicely in front. They'll all be waiting and watching and thinking, oh, we'll get her with the weight, we'll get her with the weight. But if the class kicks in, they might not get her. Happy to take a dollar ninety-five. Mm, I'm greedy. I'm a greedy, greedy boy. I'll be hoping I get somewhere near two dollars tomorrow. But if Riff Rocket, etc., win the first Brave Mead Riff Rocket, and you're rolling into Tropical Squall, she may well be shorter. Mm. Uh, Autumn Angel is the danger. It's got the Griff form, the Verdad form. She was good there. Just looks a bit sort of one pastish to me. Maybe I'd like to see a turn of foot from her. I've just seen the man with the greatest hairline in the world walk into the building as well. A bit of a feud going yeah. on between you and Nick. The footman. Oh, it's just some observations I made about about the hairline. But it's, so it is glorious. One of the better bets of the program. I think so, yeah. And your Oaks horse to watch out of this race, other than Tropical Squall, is Everlasting Kiss. Really nice staying horse. Uh, I think she might find this, again, a touch short, but look for her going to an Oaks. Okay. <laughs> what price is she in? As I choke. Uh, we'll look that up. Race number four That's 17 is... bucks in an Oaks. How much? 17? <coughs> okay. I think so, yeah. Uh, the Gothic Stakes here. Now, the market's got Dark Halo, $3. Kira Ma, we spoke to him, pretty confident, did a very good job on debut, but steps up a lot in class, doesn't it? Uh, Don Corleone's been racing. Does it, though? Well, Don Corleone's been racing in group class all its career. Mm. Arkansas Kid, they've got a bit of a wrap on. Um, it's at $9.50, so... Three ninety Don, nine fifty Arkansas or Dark Halo, who's the newcomer X Factor, and the other one, which is very well in contention and again has more exposed form, is Facile and drawn a good gate. So which way are you going? Uh, I really like Dark Halo's win. There's a lot of speed in this race. There is uh, quite a few here that will want to be forward. Facile critique, Perilous Fighter. Gumdrops has come out, but she was probably going to be there as well. Dark Halo, he looks above average to me. He dropped Keenan. And that horse went on Wednesday and won really well and was really well back. So I think that level of form stands up here. I know it was a maiden, but some of these are only just out of maiden grade. You know, as a fact, they're at that level. Facile's only won one race. You're not talking about the cream of the crop here. Arkansas kid's got a lot of ability. Again, I think Dr. Snip eventually will help him realise the best of it. Don Corleone's probably heading that way too, I think. I reckon Don Corleone goes best with his toe in the ground too. Okay. Just an inkling when you look back at his form card. Uh, his soft and heavy track runs have been a lot better than those on top of the ground. Uh, only one bend, but any concern he might get posted from gate seven? Dark look, he's an inexperienced horse. Every other horse here has had more starts than him. They know how to go to work and do things largely correctly. Dark Halo, you could argue off one run, is still very raw and unexposed. He might be one of those naturally talented horses that you can just plug and play anywhere, and he turns up and does a job. Uh, he might be a bit uh, askew at some point of the race tomorrow at Caulfield, and we all might say, ooh, the talent's there, but not today. So happy to bet at $3? Yeah, again, $3. I think two to one against some more experienced horses is rock bottom at the moment. I think you'll see better tomorrow. Race five is the 1,000 guineas prelude. The favourite here is Inhibitions, but this is an open race. It's 460 Inhibitions. Uh, Kua Volonte, who ran so well at the Valley, is a $5.50 hope. Um, who else is in the market? Lovely looking. Now, I know it looked visually super impressive its last couple, but how is that 
How strong is that Adelaide form compared to the Phillies she meets here tomorrow? Well, she absolutely controlled the race last time and, and should have probably, if she was up to this standard, she should have put a margin on them. And she, and she did. So that's a good sign. I was going the right way with her. Uh, I'm really keen to back Bossy Nick each way. I think this is yeah. a good filly. Ran good really filly. well at the Valley. Yeah, and loomed up like it was going to go and win that champagne, and I had something on it because I thought the 20 bucks was absolutely stupid. Uh, it ran a, a good race, beaten less than a length. I think she'll improve out of sight here. I think this is the McAvoy horse that's been circled for the 1,000 guineas. I think she'll... Make a little statement well, here at each way odds. The plan is to go to the Coolmore when I spoke to Tony. And no thousand guineas. Yep. Or en route to thousand guineas. Uh, well, we, well, yeah, maybe, yeah. Mm, okay. Anyway, tomorrow we'll worry about uh, the future. In the future, I think Bossy Nick is a really good each way bet. Yeah, I like it. Eleven dollars. Really good well. each way bet. Uh, race number six, the McCafe Sprint. This is an intriguing race. We finally get to see Lofty Strike intriguing back. Intriguing code for plane. Anyway, keep going. Well, okay. It's a small field, yeah. I, I'm intrigued as to... This race. How is Lofty going? Because his trolls haven't been that good. This It's a real shame, you know, when you, you look at the, the sprint program during the spring carnival. This race is the one that sadly cops it in the neck. It's, well, of course it does. It's on the back of the Everest. Yeah. And then you've got... The Manicado next week, it's sitting there in no man's land. If I had a colt that I wanted to turn into a stallion, I'd be coming here for a group two kill. Absolutely. Not sure if Lofty Strike is going as well as he was heading into the autumn. And I noted Gator on the Gator's Game Plan segment yesterday said similar. I agree. I don't think those jump outs were as good as mm. last time. With the 59 kegs and 1,000, he's going to have to be absolutely smack on his, his best to be winning this. I think Spacewalk is a really good bet in this race. Really Sharp good. Sharp horse. Yeah, just, you know what? The turn of foot there, Jock was looking back inside as he sort of eased around them thinking, well, I've got you all covered. Pushed the go button and away he went. It's, it, it, it's an exciting horse when he's at his best, Spacewalk. Hasn't been in Melbourne very often. In fact, he threw the race away, I reckon, the Poseidon last year against Buenos Noches. He did. I think he was very wayward down the straight. Uh, at least we know he wants to turn left because I think that was his problem in that straight race. He was looking for that inside turn. I think he'll go and win this race. The saving bet for me is generation. Nothing went right in the Moya. And I can tell you, Michael, Indian Pacific pre-trained at Leneva Park this time around and he left in incredible shape. He will run a big race. No General fresh. Bow? Uh, no General Bow. Okay. Um, Spacewalk sit off and run over the top? I think so. From that gate? Yeah, I think so. It's a bet, 240? It's a bet, Michael. Okay, there's some confidence from the Sharknado. Uh, race number seven, first leg of the quaddy is the Tristark Stakes. Uh, the Kiwi Group 1 winning mare, Skew Whiff, who got scratched at the barriers at Flemington, is a $4.40 chance, but the favourite is Same Magique. Drawn a good gate, gets every hope to run 1,400 metres. Just a little flat, was it, last start? I know Star mm. Patrol is a is a good horse, but I thought she might have finished closer. Is she looking for 40? Well, that's the question. Um, I good, think it's either a case... A good horse too. It's either a case of her looking for 1,400 metres or maybe she hasn't come up as sharp, as in form as she was last time around. Uh, yeah, I've liked her both times around. Same as I've been a little bit underwhelmed, I guess you could say. Mm. This is her chance, without a doubt, you know, to go and win the race. She's... Right in there, but she's coming up against a horse that's got 
open age, group one, wait for age form. In skew if, yeah, things didn't go right at Flemington. Forgive her that. Bit of a play up at the barriers, bit fresh maybe. She's had a jump out since and it was very good. Uh, I think she's a massive chance here. Does kind of like to get her toe in a little bit, perhaps. So that's in the back of my mind. But I think she's a, a good chance. Just want to see how the track is before I commit to a bet on her or not. Quaddy numbers? It looks no. an, It's an open tree stack. I'm going to put a few in here. Mm, I'm going to go skinny. Two mm. skew if, five wrote to Arataki, who is airborne yep. for Matty Williams. We've said every start that he deserves to get another group race with this mare. Maybe it's tomorrow. And eight, Seymagy. Okay. No waltz on by from a good go? Um, no, I'm going to work around waltz on by. Cool die. It'll hey, sort of well. hurt me physically if she does win because that family has been very good to me. Stay with me and co. Stay so with me paid for the grotto at Shark Towers, first, in case you're asking. No, didn't ask. Uh, no. First leg of the quaddie. Had two, the fish pond cleaned in the grotto five, this week. Five and eight. Shout out to with The five. Wrote to Arataki and eight, same Majik. Uh, race number eight is the Moonga. This is over 1,400 metres. Uh, Altivo comes out, goes to Sydney. Four and eight are the scratchings. Numthorpe controlled the race last start. Uh, does it do the same here, Sharky? Maybe. $2.60 favourite. I think it might have some company, though, with uh, old mate Buffalo River in the race. And then knows one way. Go forward and go quickly. Nunthorpe may have to sit outside Buffalo. Yeah, and you know what? Nunthorpe has been blessed with some really sort of gentle times in front. She's been able to sprint away. We'll get to put a bit of a blowtorch on Nunthorpe here over that last 400 and see exactly what she's made of. I think there are a couple of chances here outside of the favourites. Cause for concerns going well, but Umgawa has been so consistent this time around. It should get a good run, uh, shouldn't it? It gets a great run from one. Harry Coffey's a good jockey. The form is just faultless at listed level, really. it's just hasn't won a race yet, this preparation. I think Umgawa... It's a lie. Oh, no, it's been up for ages, but it's just holding form, right? It deserves reward for effort, Umgawa. Climbing star? Just, is it just trying to What do you do with to, climbing star? Finding it hard to find the line? We, you know the ability's there. You know it's there. Whether she wants to show it to us, I think that's probably more the issue with climbing star. Quoting numbers, second leg. Quoting uh, numbers, second leg. We are going five, Umgawa, seven, cause for concern, uh, 10 Nunthorpe, and I'm putting in Climbing Star just in case Willow can coax that talent out of her. And so no Buffalo River and no, no, no Times Square. Well, Times Square, what do you do with Times Square? It's first up here, good enough to win the race. Trials have been okay. Kirima, what was his vibe? Mm, not huge on the vibe, I'm yeah. Not, not huge, not huge. The other thing I note with Times Square is both her wins have been on heavy tracks in France. Yep. Um, it gets pretty wet over there. The Caulfield Just Cup. ask Maddie we've, Stewart in the forest. We've diced and dissected. Uh, you're keen on Valiant King in the Caulfield Cup. You can currently get uh, about $13, no, $11 for number 18. Valiant King, Valiant that's King, the one. To beat eight, mm -hmm. which is Solcombe, six, West Wind Blows, and your fourth number was 10, who you mail. Yeah, just your, put the value runner in there. Your quaddy numbers, for those who missed it, one gold trip, three break up, six west wind blows, eight Solcombe, 10, who you mail, 18 
which is your number one selection, Valiant King. All right, just give us your Lucky body numbers in the last. And are we backing Vivian, who has been the best-backed runner of the meeting? Uh, five, Vivian. Ten, Lempica, if they're running on, because she'll get back. Eleven, Gennady, and that's the top pick. I like Gennady. Good always have liked Gennady. Peter yeah, Snowden... Declared her the thousand guineas winning. I did, and then she got injured and went off the scene prior to that race, so she didn't actually get there, sadly. But look, I think she's been a a horse that's presented some challenges for the stable. Maybe a few injury niggles along the way, reading between the lines. But Peter Snowden, before that Kenzo win, thought that she was back to her best, and you know what? She put that race away pretty well under fifty-eight kilos. She's up in class for this, but so are a few of these. I think she's a live life chance in the last. 5, 10, 11, back in Gennady. As we get Joshy from Horsham up on the line, let's get your best plays for Caulfield tomorrow. Uh, I think Spacewalk is a good bet. I think Bossy Nick is a really good bet each way. Uh, and I think Tropical Squall is a good bet too. All right. Uh, anything out wide? Do you like anything in Sydney? Uh, I did like a couple in Sydney, actually, as I bring the form guide up. Uh, Race 6, Smashing Eagle, I think most will find it. It's going really, really well, Smashing Eagle. And then what have we got tomorrow? We've got the the Five Diamonds Prelude tomorrow. Democracy Manifest was great in the Epsom. Hard to ignore that form, Mm. isn't it? But Coda Hill, Coda Hill, eh? Yep. Uh, It was well-backed first up to Cepheus and ran a really nice race. Maybe it's the danger. So what price is it? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Um, I'm Gate, worry Gator's, about that on the day. Gator's best in Sydney is Unspoken tomorrow, which is around about $2. Unspoken, yes. Race 7, as, number uh, 11. Hey, no, you know, seven eleven. last week, and we've run over again here. But we can't have run over again. Last week. I'll try to keep this show last in Last week, shape. because you were babbling oh. on about alligator blood being no hope. Did Joshy tip a 60 to 1 winner last week? Jewel being immoral and militarised being immoral. Mm. How did they go? I can't remember. Um, oh, we, I just took, we just took Joshy's numbers like down. We didn't actually get him week. on air. And you know what he did? What? Tipped a $10 winner and a $61 you know winner. It's about time. Well, well, it's about time, be- Josh. Because of that, we've retired him. So you'll huh. never hear from Josh from Horsham again because he won't be able to... No, I'm only joking. Boy. Josh is on the line. How are you, Josh? That was drastic. I'm good, thank you, boys. How are you doing? Uh, well, not as well as you are, no doubt, counting your cash after last week. Yeah, it was a good good, bit, good little fill-up last week, actually. Um, Shark, are you feeling okay? Last I heard from you, you, you're a little bit down in the dumps last Saturday night. I was a bit down. I, I was, uh, yeah, I was mortally wounded, limping from the carry to the car, Joshy. I was in all sorts, speaking in tongues. I was very emotional. <laughs> what we need no, from no, you no, all good. Is, to, is to give us another fill-up like you did last week to those loyal Josh from Horsham fans who followed the numbers that we put out uh, verbally and on social media. Where are we going this weekend? Because it's a country cup heaven. They are everywhere this weekend, aren't they, Mickey? So we'll start at Moey today. Um, bit of an each-way play this one. Race 7, number 4, impressive enough. Um, jumped out really nicely. Usually comes to hand quickly. Now, no wins from three first-up attempts, but usually goes well. Um, drawn the rail here, puts himself near the speed and looks a really solid each-way play at Moey today. That's race seven, number four. Uh, race seven, number four. And we're getting 
uh, around about $14 today. So that is outstanding. Uh, where else are we going? Yeah, so a couple tomorrow. We'll go to Evoca, Evoca race three, number eight, Iliad. Now, this run has improved with um, every start this prep before an absolute nightmare watch at Hamilton last Saturday. Never got a look at him from on the rails there. And I like that it's on the quick back up here. It's drawn ideally, and it can right the wrongs of the past tomorrow. That's race three, number eight, Iliad. Race three, number eight. Any others at Evoca? No, we'll go over to Bendigo tomorrow as well. Race four, number five, South Pole. Um, was the best of the closers on debut at Ballarat, and it was runner-up behind a pretty smart on, odds-on favourite there. Uh, ran straight past a horse called Easy Turn that was runner-up uh, at Swan Hill and went pretty well during the week. It's drawn ideally, and um, look, the mile looks right up his alley second go here, so that's race four, number five, South Pole. Race four, number five. No markets up as yet uh, at Bendigo. Uh, and then where do we go? Well, we'll go to Sunday and we'll put the black shorts on at Horsham. We'll go race five, number one, Cadbowl, who races best on so, uh, soft ground. So just tread rarely. If it's um, it's going to be a hell of a drying day at Horsham today. Um, so if it's drying rapidly come Sunday, probably leave it alone. But I don't think it, it will. Our man Jimmy does a great job there. He likes to start on the softer side of good and end on a good four. So that being the case, um, race five, number one. It's just it's simply the best horse in the race, and I think it can win. So that's Cadbowl, race five, number one. There and then follows, yeah, sorry, follows straight away with race six, number five, Gunner Gunner, who was absolutely run off her legs first up at the Valley over a thousand. Gets an extra furlong here, always improves second uh, second up. Jumped out well beforehand. You probably get an each way uh, price in a pretty hot race, but race six, number five, Gunner Gunner might be a bit of value. Gee, he's got his confidence up. He's given us five of the best. Uh, Moe today, race seven, number four. Avoca, race three, number eight. Bendigo, race four, number five. And then we go Sunday, Horsham on the home track, race five, number one, and race six, number five. Uh, Joshy, uh, we're on. We're following you. So hopefully we're not uh, your bad luck charm this weekend. No, no, no. And, and look, uh, to be honest, I haven't named the best yet. Oh. Seymour race race six number four like La Scars. Um, I think it's the best anywhere all over the weekend. Didn't cut it with Godolphin, comes back to benchmark fifty eight, jumped out well. I've been waiting weeks for this horse oh, race weeks. number four. It's two weeks. and that market is up two dollars eighty. So there you go. Jeez, he's what day is that? He's that's Sunday. He's obviously just had a fill up because he's well, he's cash. He's having seven bets. What are we saying about uh, sheep right. sheep prices, land prices Gee, at the where's... moment, Joshy? They're down. No, 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 they, no, they, they bounced because oh, they, they went found. through the floor. They, they were due to come back. <laughs> oh, okay. Good luck, Joshy. We'll be following you. That's Josh from Horsham. Sharky, you've got to get out of the studio because Nick Foote, it, who you don't like his hair. No, I do. Um, I just questioned whether it was in. his own hair, what but I this? can say it's been confirmed that it is real what about and it feedback? is spectacular. And you know what? It, he, he has usurped. Nick Quinn and Ben Ascari for the best hair in racing, I there would is, say. Uh, well, he's certainly in the conversation. Yeah, look at it. He's got a hat on today, which I'm disappointed about. But it's, it's because he's very feels, straight. You made him feel self-conscious. The hairline is very straight. There's a, this one, don't worry about Nick's foot, Nick Foote's hair. He has the best chompers I've seen in racing. He does have good chompers too. Look at him. Here he is now. <laughs> I need to, need to find his dentist now. Sharky, enjoy Cup Day.